Mama says that alligators are ornery because they got all them teeth but no toothbrush. Once again, things that could have been brought to my attention yesterday! As we go on, we remember all the movies we watch together. <laughs> we watch The Cobbler <laughs> and The Departed. <laughs> and there was that one time... When Jeremy farted. Okay. Hello and welcome All to right. Little Marty, the only podcast on the internet dedicated to covering the works of Adam Sandler and Martin Scorsese. My name is Eric Halloween. And my name is Jeremy the Butcher. That's right. I'm going back to the butcher for this last hurrah out of our Little Marty podcast. Eric, I was with you in that song until the Jeremy farted part. How dare you? How and dare you say the I end. did that? Yeah, I you know I was uh, I um I was re- you know I was writing that little that li- goofy little parody, uh, lyric, um, and I ran out of time and I was like, well, departed rhymes with farted, so maybe I could, maybe I could uh, make a joke about Jeremy farting and, you know, um, so that's 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 uh that's a little behind the music for you, for the uh. The uh, last intro to this iteration of the podcast, um, and if you're if you're a new listener, if you're just hopping in, you're like, "Hey, this is a Adam Sandler podcast and a Martin Scorsese podcast. That's cool. I'll uh, I'll tune in." Uh, you kind of missed the boat a little yeah. bit because this is the last yeah, one. It's over. But uh, sorry. The good news is we have done an episode an episode on every movie by these two blokes, and uh, you can go back and listen to all of them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You can uh, listen to us be Little Marty or Stan versus, or wait, D- uh, Stan and Dave need wedding dates, or uh, yeah. you can listen to the uh, Wes versus Paul versus Paul versus Predator. <laughs> you can listen to chatting about Chucky, arguing about Aster. You can listen to all the the backlog that we have over the years. Let's take a uh, let's take a brief. L- I just want to briefly go over like the evolution of our podcast names because okay, we started as a Chucky podcast, chatting about Chucky, right? Pretty straightforward. And then we, I think, after that, was that the Ari Asters? I think we briefly did Ari Asters, and then we did Final Destination. Yes, and yeah. we were dishing about Destination, dishing which, about in retrospect, that's kind of clever, but it's. Sort of pushing it a little bit. It is, you know, yeah. Arguing forced. about Aster is the worst one. <laughs> <laughs> and then the David Lynch and Stanley Kubrick one we did, we mm-hmm. were called Stan and Dave Need Wedding Dates, which I, I think that's my favorite cover art for, for our podcast. Uh, but I think the movie that is referencing Mike and Dave Need Wedding Dates yeah, is like right. way too... Uh, obscure for it to be like nobody wants nobody knows what that is now but even at the time it was two years old i think (laughs) and then wes versus paul versus paul versus predator as we found out is uh 
it's just a mouthful, you know. Yeah, but it is right. funny. Yeah, it is. I, that's my favorite title we've we've done is West versus Paul versus Paul versus Predator, and it and it always got a laugh. Anytime I told anyone the name, <laughs> it always got a laugh. Yeah. So um, I guess before we before we get into this, uh, before we get into this episode, the final episode, we're going to be talking about Murder Mystery Two. Uh, this is going to be the last episode of, uh, this run of the podcast of Little Marty. Uh, we're going to take a couple weeks off of the main show. And, uh, when we come back, we're going to be a whole new podcast. Yeah. Different and, guys. Uh, different be, guys. Yeah. yeah. We're going to be different guys. Yeah. We're, yeah, we're, we are literally swa- swa- switching out with two other guys. Yeah. T- tagging in. <laughs> two guys <laughs> they've never podcasted before uh mm-hmm. neither of them really cares about movies and uh i don't know no it's it's gonna be us it's gonna be us but uh we are uh we're gonna do something different going forward we are gonna have a, a whole new format we're gonna be uh talking about we'll, we'll be doing some of the stuff we've been doing uh, here's here's what i'll say the uh the patreon uh, we're going to continue doing a lot of our uh, series on directors and, and, and that sort of a thing that we've been doing for the last few years uh, over on the Patreon. Uh, on the new version of the show, we wanted a format that will uh, allow us to experiment a little bit more and yeah. uh, cover cover s- more topical stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're moving from us. We're moving from a studio to a laboratory. Yes, we we are, and uh, there's there's going to be a lot of bunts and burners going. You'll mm-hmm. be you'll be hearing some you know uh, clanking of uh, vials and things uh, <laughs> yep. in the background. <laughs> yep. But uh, yeah, not to not to uh, divulge uh, you know too much information, but uh, we have a, a a new format coming out later uh, in the summer, and it's uh, it's exciting, right, Jeremy? I don't know, I'm a uh, I, I don't know if I'm revealing too little, too much. No, Anything I, I, you want to add? Yeah, I'll add to to it. So, like, you know, we we have done the podcast the same way now for many years, and I think there are some things that we've noticed that we would like to stop doing, and some things we'd like to start doing. And you know, some of those things will be the you know the format of how we talk about movies. You know, I think. I think the Wikipedia article thing is just getting uh, a little tired for us. So we're going to move on to more of a conversational sort of uh, vibe about the movie, which I, about the movie we're covering, which I love. We're also going to be covering things like topics in film or in art and entertainment, like mostly film though, that we want to discuss a lot more list episodes, things that like we are just kind of interested in at the time, but we will still cover like, works of uh you know directors and actors and stuff uh when we when we feel like it but it may not be like their entire body of work necessarily so it's going to be a different kind of vibe still the same us but just we think with a more like grown up flair to it so like you know um so this will this will be the last time you'll hear us uh do the show in this the format that we have are known for so uh, it's it's pretty exciting. I know I'm excited because I think just changing things up is good. The variety is fun. It'll also be fun 
to, you know, and then we'll keep the Patreon going strong with, uh, uh, you know, bonus coverage um, uh, of, of, again, whatever we want. Like, uh, again, we're doing Summer of Spielberg right now. Uh, and uh, at the end of that, we'll see. I mean, usually that's when, like, Halloween comes around and me and Eric get all excited to do, like, our favorite horror stuff. And then uh, and then when Christmas comes around, we get excited to do our favorite Christmas horror stuff. Mm. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, you get the point. Like it'll be, um, it'll be a lot more like uh, a traditional sort of, um, you know, variety show. Uh, and you know, Eric, one thing I would like to do is also get some more guests on the show. Just have more guests. Jump if, you, on. if you have, yeah, I, I'd love to hear. Uh, you know, if anyone wants uh, has a recommendation, I'd love oh, to hear yeah. it. Uh, but uh, yeah, agreed. More guests. The guests we've had on uh, I, the guest episodes, some of my favorite episodes. Um, so yeah, I think and and truthfully, the uh, the the format that we've been doing lately, or you know, so far, uh, I've enjoyed you know delving into all the works of most of these <laughs> most of these people. Um, but the limitation of it is we it it's it's a little bit limiting in terms of. Like uh, I think our listenership and and what we feel like we can talk about, and I think this format will, I think it'll allow us, Jeremy, if I may, uh, coin a phrase here, uh, to spread our wings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so. and we and and truly to spread our wings and learn to fly a little bit. Yes. So uh, we're just the past couple of years, uh, four years or something. You've been hearing us hatch. Out of the out of our eggs, right? And, uh, and we've been in the nest this whole time. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, we're about to fly, right? And it's going to be a, another few years, and we'll probably get hit by an airplane or something, right? But, uh, and that'll be a fun listen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyway, uh, that's all the the fun stuff. So let's keep on the lookout for that, and then uh, to segue seamlessly into our Patreon. The good news is. The Patreon really is sort of like the people's version of this podcast because yeah. uh, mm-hmm. we kind of just like do what people want us. We we do stuff that we want to do on there, but we also do a lot of stuff that you people want us to do. And right. uh, especially this coming month, if you want to keep hearing us in your ears, that's kind of the only place you're going to get new episodes for a few weeks here. So uh, you're going to want to jump on it. It's a great opportunity to get in there and listen to all of our bonus episodes. It's uh, patreon.com slash Eric and Jeremy. That's right. Yeah. And uh, we really let, we really let our hair down over there. Um, and, uh, you know, we've already spread our wings over there. So that's another thing that we've done. Yeah. Yeah. We, we have. Yeah. And we then- haven't spread our wings here yet. We're still in the nest here. But then over at the Patreon, we fully jumped out of the nest. We're heading yeah, it's a right li- towards that airplane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah. anyway, hopefully the the bird analogies it really really drive home the uh, right. You know the well, message of this. Do you is- want to tell the listener what we're going to be called, just in case you know this name disappears from their feed? Oh yeah. Okay. We're going to be called Flick City. <laughs> <laughs> and the fact that it makes me laugh. When you just say it out loud is a good sign. That it's means a good, it's got a nice ring a good, to it. It does. It's Flick City. I love it. Flick City. So uh, you know, 
Get to uh, pack your bags because in July we're going to Flick City. It's going to be right. a good time. <laughs> uh, so yeah. Anyway, big news. Wow, Jeremy, yeah. I feel like I just announced that I'm like uh, you running know, for p- president. R- running for president. Which, yeah. by the way, I'm running for president 2024. Right. Right. Um. So, I guess we have to vote for uh Kennedy because. Rob Schneider endorsed him, right? Ah, uh, yes, yes. Is he is Kennedy the one that's like ripped? Yeah, but he he's ripped, but he can't do like a proper push up in his videos. Oh, good, good. <laughs> yeah, I love my men that way. <laughs> uh, um, that's uh, yeah. I've seen I've seen him doing the pull ups though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I guess. I don't know, man. I don't know if I'm. I don't know how I'm going to do this without tearing up. But this is the last Sandler film we're talking about. That's right. That's um, right. But you know what, Eric? I was thinking about this, like because Asteroid City just came out to theaters. Is that we need to do an episode on Asteroid City because we covered Wes Anderson in mm-hmm. all of his films. So, and I feel like the same thing with Sandman. Anytime he comes out with a new one, we owe it to ourselves to cover it. Yes, that rule applies to everyone except for one director, and I bet you you can guess yeah. who I'm thinking of. Yeah, and uh, of course, anyone who's passed away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yes, agreed. Also, wasn't there... Uh, there, well, there was another movie from someone else that, who we have covered. Asteroid City. Oh. And... Uh... Uh... uh we covered licorice pizza right we did yeah uh, i don't know what i'm thinking of but uh hmm. yeah anyway oh uh, bo is afraid bo is afraid yes i think we should cover that at some point yeah we got to do that um so jeremy i think in the spirit of our new format really uh and, and you know the, the fact that this is a special episode i i do want to talk about murder mystery too I think this is a good opportunity for us to kind of maybe uh, play around with the more uh, exper- uh, uh, conversational format. Yeah, versus, is it because uh, you looked at the body of the Wikipedia? <laughs> uh, it's a little bit of that. And also, I, I, to be honest, I kind of want to talk a little bit about like our journey to get to this point. Cause yeah, let's do it. We, I, I we watched every Adam Sandler starring role yeah. for this podcast. Yeah. Absolutely, we did. And uh, there's really not much to talk about with this movie. Do you know what I mean? Like, in particular. Like, there's almost no trivia on IMDb. I think it's just too new, maybe. But, um, but yeah, let's talk about it. So, you know, when me and Eric uh, decided to do, you know, the West, uh, the West versus Paul versus Paul podcast, we did a little oopsie and didn't realize that one of those directors has a lot more movies than the other two and ended up kind of getting stuck at the end doing a bunch of their f- films in a row. And it really exhausted us and tired us out and, you know, has sort of colored, I think, our experience of that director ever since. Um, this situation is quite similar. In fact, even probably more where we, where we really overshot how many Scorsese had versus Adam. (laughs) Yeah. 
Um, we 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 sh- we should have learned our. I think I I think we knew kind of realized that going in, but I, I think we were naive in like not predicting how we would feel after watching like mm, uh-huh. so many like just go with it and <laughs> yeah right <laughs> Sandy yeah. Wexler's and those types of movies right uh, but uh, yeah I don't know it's it's it it's weird because I. In a weird way, I'm kind of like glad that I've watched all of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, in that, you know, when I was a kid, and we've talked, you were the same way. We both liked Adam Sandler. Um, obviously, when you're when you're like a, a growing boy in the '90s, I mean, there's nothing better than uh, some of those Sandler movies and his SNL stuff. But, um, you know, just kind of like I remember there being that moment um and i'm looking at his filmography i think it was probably uh let's see here i think anger management was the first one where i was like i'll see it but i don't know if this is my favorite you know i don't know i don't know if sandler's still like my favorite uh and maybe that part of that was me growing up and discovering new things and yeah maybe part of it was sandler going in a different you know, direction or doing things differently. But uh, Mm. he's kind of one of those people who I've always like rooted for, even though I haven't always, especially in the last, you know, decade or or two, been super pumped about everything that he's done. But he's always, there's always like something comes up, come has come up over the years, like every once in a while where I'm like, he's still got it or he's still, you know, does the good stuff. Uh, like he he has the ability to do something amazing. Like obviously, uncut gems and uh, you know, punch drunk love, um, and even to, uh, what's the best hustle? Like he he, he right. he's got the he, he's got I, I I love the the rare dramatic performance we get from him. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been a very uh, it, it's weird. It's it, it's weird to like have this guy that he's still like one of my favorite actors i think like if someone asked me maybe not a top 10 but like if i was making a list of like 50 or something i'd be like yeah adam sandler and uh it's weird to 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 say that knowing that like if i actually made a list of like how many of these movies i actually really like yeah, percentage-wise, it's not that high. You know what I mean? Like it, I, I don't know if I, I've been, I've been thinking about this more and more as we reach the end of this podcast. I'm like, is it, is it like a combination of nostalgia and me just really rooting for this guy that I, I, I just, re- he really struck a chord with me when I was a kid, or does he really, is he really good sometimes? And you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Is he, Sometimes you get so your your judgment gets clouded by uh, the fact that you've like grown up with with an artist's work where you're like I don't know I don't know if I have like a totally objective view of Adam Sandler but totally. I can tell you I'm glad that I've I've seen all of it because I what it has made me appreciate is the fact that like after all of that <laughs> all of that stuff that we went through with like you know, the do over and Stanley Wexler and pixels and all that stuff that didn't really interest me is like all of a sudden he does uncut gems or even like Hubie Halloween. Yeah. 
Well, let me uh, ask you. Let me ask you something though. What do you feel like you learned anything over the course of this podcast? Like anything you felt about Adam Sandler that you didn't feel previously? I have more respect for him. Um, I think that I think I had used to have more of an attitude of like, oh man, come on, like. I know that you can make you can put out better stuff because uh, I you know there's definitely a stretch in the last two decades where I've like tried you know a couple of the Netflix movies or whatever and haven't been super pumped about them. Right. But I think after spending so much time with his work now and realizing this guy just like he enjoys making movies. Like if he didn't enjoy doing this, he wouldn't be putting out this many this many flicks. Right. Um, people criticize him for like using making a movie as like an excuse to go on vacations with his friends and stuff. Yeah. I would do that. Anyone, anyone who had the opportunity to do that would do, would do that. You know what I mean? Like I can tell that he has a blast making, especially uh, you know a lot of these Happy Madison movies where like David Spade and Swartzen and a lot of those regular guys. You just picture them like hanging out every night. You know. Yeah after filming and uh or even during you know while they're filming you can just tell that they're having having a good time like hotel uh what's it called uh murder mystery 2 i'm watching this movie and i'm like you know i bet him and jennifer aniston were like cracking each other up all the time oh yeah i mean mean, these these always look like a blast to make yeah yeah so to me my perception now is like, who am I as, like, just a, you know, a guy who's started watching him when his stuff, you know, early in his career when I was just a kid? Who am I to, like, be judgmental of, like, what he's doing, you know, with, uh, like, who gives a shit if he's putting out some movies that I don't like, even if it's a, even if it's a bunch of them? Mm. Because he's, he has, he, he has, like, an extraordinarily unique life where he can just make a damn movie whenever he wants. Right, right. Imagine if you had that power, Jeremy. <laughs> I mean, that's all I want is just carte blanche to make whatever like there's, I want. Uh, there's you know, people, a blank check. I know, he, I know he's a director, but like, there's people like Paul Thomas Anderson where like he can make a movie whenever he wants. But I he don't think so. so. That guy seems like he has to scrounge up some dough to make a money, to make a movie. You think so? I think, yeah, like, if you look at, like, Kim, I, I think somebody that doesn't just gets green lights is Quentin Tarantino. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, that guy, could get, get, his budgets are insane. If you look at Paul Thomas Anderson's last few projects, they're, like, really small budgets. I've heard it's, I've heard it can be a little difficult. Yeah, 40 million, yeah. Well, Tarantino or like going with another actor like uh, Daniel Day-Lewis or someone that doesn't work that often and just like takes each project with uh, the most care and preparation possible. There's something uh, really great about that. And it, you know, it's, it's really fascinating and and cool. But then this Sandler in in some ways, it's kind of like the other end of that spectrum where it's a guy who's just doing a bunch of movies and you know say what you will about the quality of some of them but right. i don't know who's i don't know if i if i have a preference one way or the other you know cuz i think some sandler movies are like exceptionally good so it do, does it really matter how many bad ones are if there's some really good ones 
Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I totally agree. I'm uh I'm right there with you. I I think for me, I was the most sort of incurious about the the middle and later half of his of Sandler's career when we started. You know, because those are the ones I hadn't seen mm. a lot of. So I was. You know, like kind of like from click on, I was like, you know, these are these are ones that are generally not as thought of as being as good, but I'm sure they have great stuff in them. And I also, since we were getting in, you know, when we decided to do the podcast, we were it was a bit of a Sandler renaissance was going on with Uncut Gems and uh, being so popular and to be Halloween coming out. Um, people were really happy with with Sandler's work and so I thought maybe there are gonna be some gems in there that maybe people just didn't give a chance to and I was excited to sort of see for myself without like the pressure of what everyone else thinks you know since these movies are old now like the grown-ups movies are old older so uh yeah and it was cool because like I found out a fuck a couple surprises in there, right? Like the cop, like for example, like the cobbler is just as bad as everyone says it is, and I might even think it's a little worse. But like Jack and Jill <laughs> is not I- anywhere near as bad as people say it is, right? And I really enjoyed the Grown Ups movies, and I really enjoyed the Hotel Transylvania movies, like. Eric, like, why would I ever watch that <laughs> on my own? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so it it was cool who uh just to to kind of be forced to go through those films. It wasn't you know, parts of it were painful for sure, and parts of it were surprisingly painful. Like I I I really I was I think for me the biggest disappointment because I thought it was going to be really good with Spanglish. That that's a movie that looked to me like, oh, this is going to be a fun indie film by one of the by the creator of The Simpsons. Like, I can't wait. And uh, I've liked James L. Brooks's other films, and then it was just a huge letdown. But that comes with the territory, you know, and it's so it you know, it, it was cool to I th- I just found the whole experience to be really cool and illuminating, and I didn't find it quite as exhausting as I found doing the Paul W S Anderson movies at the end, where we were doubling up on them. We just couldn't, we just really couldn't, like, you know, you couldn't pay us a million dollars to watch another one by the time, yeah, <laughs> by no, the time we were I... done with it. Uh, but like, I'm not like, uh, this definitely isn't the last we've seen of Sandler. You know, what is he in his fifties now? Early fifties. Um, he's got a lot more energy, a lot more projects in the future coming out. And, um, and yeah, so it, and I'm excited to see what those are, you know, especially now that I feel like he's on a bit of a hit streak. Um, Murder Mystery 2, it's like an interesting one to end on, I think. Because it's it kind of is the first miss in a while from Sandler. Agreed, yeah. Like uh 
you know, if you think about like Uncut, Hubie, and Hustle as like the last three, those were great. You know what I mean? Like all three of those are, I think, like, you know, 10 out of 10, like love them. Um, uh, so this is a weird one because it's like, it's almost like you can, you can see the cynicalness of the Sandler verse here a little bit more. Like the things that we've complained about Sandler in the past is a little bit more on display here a little bit. Um, and, uh, yeah. And so I, I wonder if the hit streak, if the hit train is going to keep on rolling now that he's, you know, first of all, saw he had extreme success with uncut gems and he's clearly going to work with them again on something. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Would you, I, cause here's what I want. I want him to like every five years make something with a serious collaborator. Yeah, my I because yeah. I, I have mixed feelings about the new the safety next safety one because I'm like right. I don't know there's something cool to me about how he has only you know done the one Paul Thomas Anderson and it was right. like you know in the middle of all of these ridiculous comedies and stuff. Yeah. It's um, yeah, I agree, and I, I and I but I want him to make it. I still want him to make a comedy every year. You know what I mean? Like right. I just want them to be good. And I want them to can you know continue on with I don't know what would be a good comedy a newer one that you would like to see more of I guess I guess Hubie Halloween right that's the one that's like yeah well I guess with Hubie Halloween uh, I I I want to see him do like stuff that's not uh, like dad content like yeah. or, uh, dad characters or uh, like uh, what's it called rom coms. Yes. I want to see him do like the ridiculous six, the insane movie. And, uh, you know, not maybe not the best movie, but I, I loved watching it for the first time. Cause I was like, this is in the middle of like just rom-com central. Uh, and finally he's doing something, you know, crazy with his buddies. Um, I want to, I want to see him. I want to see Sam. We haven't seen Adam Sandler in space yet and we need to change that. Frankly. Yeah, that's a good idea. You know, like like an Armageddon spoof or something. Like, yeah, I I agree. I I think like I would like to see a comedy every year from him, which shouldn't be hard because that's what he does. And then, uh, and then yeah, every five years, like he works with somebody, like a, you know, like a, an Ari Aster would be a great collaborator with him. I also I I think it would be cool at some point in his career to uh, maybe not a starring role, but uh, have have like a significant role on like a really good drama TV series. Yeah, that could be cool. That could definitely be cool. I could see it, especially when you watch something like the Meyerowitz stories, which kind of feels like a season of a TV show all rolled into like one movie. Yeah, Um, I I would like to see that. It's interesting how little TV he's done compared to movies. That ratio is crazy. I know. I guess he just kind of guests on his friends' shows, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah, you'd think there'd be a Netflix series in there somewhere, but I'm sure he's been pitched a ton of stuff. But um, 
But I agree with you on murder mystery. I was uh, or murder mystery too. I think the la- I had a pretty positive experience with the first one, and uh, this one, I don't know. It's it's comedy sequels are so interesting because a lot of the time I will I'll say this that the times when they bomb more often than not the the creatives in my or you know like the main uh, creatives behind the movie changes like mm-hmm. this the first murder mystery was directed by the like workaholics guy right right yeah yeah and it was fun and it was there's you know yeah. some really good gigs it was just great uh this one is they changed directors to this guy Kyle no not Ky- Jeremy the, Jeremy Garrelick Schmidt who, <laughs> Yeah. Wait. Oh crap. Sorry. That's you. Yeah. It's uh, okay. I. It sucks. <laughs> who? It seems he's done like mostly. Uh, I'm sure he's a fine director at the at, in his past works, but it seems like it's mostly like rom com, e stuff, um, which I sort of. I don't know. I get like sort of like a watered down vibe from the in the second murder mystery versus the first one like it's kind of it's it's the it's the sequel that i always am imagining in my mind when they announce that there's going to be like a a a sequel to a comedy movie i'm i liked Uh yeah because i'm just so used to over the years comedy sequels being terrible yeah and uh you know i was rooting for this one but I, i i didn't love it I will I, I will say though that I didn't hate it. No, I, I definitely didn't hate it. It just it, I you were a little warmer on the first murder mystery than I was. This to me, they're the same kind <laughs> they're the kind of the same and in that I was just sort of like like the jokes weren't hitting quite as much as I wanted them to and it was a little boring. But it wasn't like every joke was bad or I wasn't laughing at all. It was just mostly mostly just sort of like ho hum. And kind of like, why did you make this? <laughs> like, yeah. uh, but I agree. Like, uh, we should, you know, you know, we could do in the future an episode on comedy sequels because I think it's a very interesting idea. Like, the fact that they made a sequel to Anchorman and I've never seen it <laughs> is like crazy. Like, like, or that they they made a sequel to Dumb and Dumber and I've never seen it. Like, and I've yes. just heard they're both bad. You know, the comedy like, sequel that's done like fifteen years later is wild to me yeah yeah i like the only uh, instance that's ever been good is uh the wet hot american summer oh uh, yeah that's thing. the best yeah but, i lo- i yeah. also like borat too I, lo- I thought that was pretty good there's a borat too yeah <laughs> yeah dude it came out during the pandemic interesting okay yeah borat 2 is pretty good but yeah they mostly don't work and 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 this is only a few years after the first one, so it's not quite, you know, Dumb and Dumber 2, but it is like, I don't know what I would have wanted more or different about it. I guess just like more iconic jokes, more things we've never seen before, like more... And it's weird. You look at the writer, too. His name is James Vanderbilt. And he wrote the first one, but he doesn't write a lot of comedies. You know what I mean? Like, he wrote The Scream, 
five, Scream six. He wrote mm. uh, Slender or Independence Day Resurgence, The Amazing Spider-Man one and two, White House down, down Zodiac. So these he are wrote like Zodiac. He wrote Zodiac. Yeah. Oh, so these are the only like comedies he's made, and he's wrote both of them. So it, it it's not shocking to me that they're not very very funny, you know. Right. Yeah. Um, I will say there's one character in this movie that uh, cracks me up, and he is. Wait, let me find him. Oh, is it uh, John Canny, Colonel Ulenga? Uh, oh, he's fu- he's funny. Uh, but I'm thinking of because he's from the first one. I think I am thinking of Adil Akhtar, who plays the Maharaja. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of funny lines. Um, yeah, great. Yeah, he's really good. He's yeah. really good. Um. And you know who I like a lot in this is Mark Strong, who plays uh, Connor Miller. Yes. You know what I'm talking about? Agreed. Yep. Yeah. Kind of the, you know, bad guy. Wait, hold on. Was I confusing Murder Mystery 2 with Murder Mystery 1? What do you mean? No, I wasn't. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> I'm, like, it would, it would, I'm like, it wouldn't surprise me if you were, but... Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. Also, like, just the... Uh, I guess it's okay. Like, the premise of them just now, like, they are just detectives as their job. Um, I guess it. I I kind of I like that idea. Fine. I just wish it was like better, like better executed. The idea of like a husband and wife, middle aged husband and wife detective team. You know. Yeah, I I almost think like the the production of this it's like too big. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there's they're in these like beautiful lavish settings and. You know, there's like helicopters and you know big sets and stuff. Mm-hmm. Whereas, uh, I you know I don't know if that necessarily adds to the comedy versus like a detective uh, couple who is in like uh, you know a seedy part of like New York City and doing you know more like uh, lower budget. Uh, I guess what I'm right. trying to say is I, I I think this is a situation where. Um, it's almost too much money for like a comedy sure. movie or something. Um, I can't think of many comedy movies that I that are my favorites that have like, you know, huge sets and helicopters and stuff. Right. Huge budgets, but right. That's just me. Yeah, it's like definitely. I don't know. Like, I think sometimes the huge budget of it all could be. It, it it could really help a film like this feel like you know like a like almost like a, a big spy thriller or something like, mm. but then, yeah, but then this to me it's like, 
it's got a weird thing because you want it to be comedy forward and it for the most part is comedy forward but again I, I do think if it was written by like i don't know say one of sandler's other collaborators like a smigel or something like it would just be funnier and it would just have more of like a it would firmly plant itself somewhere where you could be like, oh, okay, that's one thing I do appreciate about murder mystery though. I will say is I feel I, and I'm hoping that Sandler is taking this note from here on out, but it's like the runtime. It's a cool 89 minutes. That's, mm. that's great. That's really great. That's the sweet spot right that's around 90. Spot. Yes. Good stuff. We, you, you want, you want it to be an hour and a half or under and uh, you know, uh, especially for a comedy, um, yeah, yeah. The original murder mystery is not too much longer, but it's a little longer than this. And then, yeah, Hubie Halloween is a cool um, hour forty-five. Hustle is a two hours, but that's a drama, so you can forgive it. Murder mystery sure. two eighty-seven, perfect. Um. Well. Murder Mystery 2, it sounds like we both uh, were disappointed. Yeah, but not Is too much. Consensus? You know what I mean? Like, not, like, like kind of, like, wasn't excited because I didn't love Murder Mystery 1. But for me, it was just like, oh, okay, this is, like, a, a lot of what I thought it was going to be like. I, I, I will say this, and this is one thing that I appreciate about some of Sandler's movies, even the ones that I'm not, like, you know, crazy about. Um, is like this is one where like if I was with my family or something and you know we threw this on I think everyone would have a good time you know what I mean I actually sure. recommended the first one to my parents recently I was Did like they watch you should watch Murder Mystery they, I don't think they've watched it yet but I was like I was like uh, yeah this is one of those movies where I think everyone uh, everyone like I, I, I think Sandler is able to uh uh, uh, to bridge the the generational gaps a little bit in terms of you know some of his movies, um, I'll also I I will also say agreed that I never would have watched the Hotel Transylvania's <laughs> without, <laughs> yeah. if we didn't do this. But uh, I definitely have an appreciation for uh, how he's able to translate his comedy to you know an animated movie like that. A movie, more of a family, even like a uh, kid-friendly movie. Uh, I think he's good at appealing to the to the many to the masses, in a way. Yeah. So, uh, well, Jeremy, do you want to um, do you want to rank this uh, murder mystery two out of Chucky Freckles? Yes, I will. Out of two. Well, out of f- four. Oh, okay. Okay, sorry. I, I Wait, did I say two? I think you might have said two or I heard two. Uh, oh. I'm going to give it a 2.25. I'm going to give it exactly the score I gave the last one. Jeremy, I said out of two freckles. Okay, then I'll give <laughs> it a uh, uh, 1.25? 2, 0.25? I don't know. But 2.25 if it's out of four. Um, Yeah. You know, it, it, we we're going out on the Sandman with a bit of a whimper. Would have been nice if we could have wrapped this show up before Murder Mystery 2, but here we are. Oh, well. Not a big deal. 
2.25. And yeah, I guess like my feeling on it is exactly what you said, you know, like, uh, could, could have been better. I think could have been a lot funnier. Could have also utilized the budget it had maybe a little better. Really wowed us, did something, um, but not terrible. Eric, what about you? Uh, I'll give it a two out of four, I think. Um, you know, I, I, I'm not going to be rewatching this one, but, uh, it's also, it's fine. It's whatever. Um, so, uh, yeah, anyway, that is the, uh, that, that, that closes the chapter. You know, now I have to add a, a Sandler tattoo to my back because I do yeah. get the faces of all of the people's movies we covered. Right. Uh, and it's like tattoos. a new Sandler tattoo. Yeah. Wait, what do you mean? Well, because you a already new? had a few, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I do have uh, <laughs> Happy Mad. I have the uh, Happy Madison, like, golf ball logo smashing glass. I have that tattooed on my hip. <laughs> um, Great. So, yeah. Anyway, uh, well, uh, stay tuned for Flick City. It's going to be a good time. Uh, we'll see you. You know, try to stay cool in the meantime out there in the heat. We will uh, be back in a couple uh, couple weeks, maybe a month. Uh, but on the Patreon, you know we'll be back there soon. And uh, like I said, great opportunity to, uh, you know, check out uh, what we're doing with the, the paid content because it's, uh, it's, uh, it's good stuff. Good stuff over there. So uh, check it out at patreon.com slash Eric and Jeremy and Norma. I'll see you in my dreams. Mm-hmm.